Welcome one and all to another episode of Anime Was Not a Mistake. A kiss on the hand may be quite alchemical, but transmutation's a gal's best friend. I'm Jonathan Kwiatkowski, joined as always to the saltpeter to my iron. Uh, Dan Ryan. Oh, uh, I cur- did that in one take. <laughs> <laughs> Bravo. Yes. Uh, uh, c- currently using uh, 2077 technology to change my haircut. Oh, uh, we're going to have to talk about that, aren't yes. we? <laughs> Uh, the wound is open. Yes. <laughs> We're not in the minute in, but yes, here we are. Um, if you're listening, remember to go check out our 151st episode that's been posted as of this episode. Mm-hmm. It's weird living in the future, isn't it? It is. Yeah, but um, Pokemon, I'm sure that's going to be, you know, something that the fans can enjoy. Well, and another synchronicity, they oh, threw boy. that that movie up on the Pokemon TV app today. Uh, <laughs> so it seems that we are... I don't know. We influenced the time stream somehow, but We're not all part like of the simulation. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I yeah, I, I don't know. It, yeah. it just it always happens. I always open like Twitter the day that we're, we're recording these and then something related to the previous episode is now in the zeitgeist so I don't I don't know but I, I <laughs> no one will believe us Dan one of us is getting Truman showed and I don't yeah, know who it is I but it's me. <laughs> 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 gotta keep plugging cyberpunks so <laughs> yeah that's true well Anyways, here we are. Uh, any news on the docket today? I know I've got a few news stories to share. They're nothing big, nothing major, but little things. Um, I've been uh, pressing along in a few animes. Mm-hmm. Uh, been watching some JoJo's. Been getting ahead on Demon Slayer um, for the purposes of our own viewing and for my own uh, preferences. I heard the new episodes are batshit. I mean, I don't know what's happening, but apparently they put all their animation budget into the new episodes or something. Yeah, it looks it's looking like it. Mm. Uh, um, yeah, so I mean that's that's going good. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, uh, not that I watched it, but I saw that Cuphead. I saw the first episode. How was it? It was good. I mean, they're only like ten minute episodes. It's fine. Oh, I, okay. I. Oh, man, I mean, I hate to start with, like, a negative already, but I'm like, I don't feel the voices of Cuphead and Mugman. Mm-hmm. That's not what I would imagine, like, these gruff, these gruff New Yorkers coming out of these cups and mugs, but... Yeah, they gave him Fantastic I mean, Beasts voices. Yeah, the animation's <laughs> great, there's references to the games, and I'm still waiting to come to physical, but now the DLC is coming out, so maybe that dream will be answered someday. Yes. Uh, but I enjoy it, mm-hmm. so I think... It's great that it's there. I think there's like 13 10-minute episodes. might be around there. But so far, it's quality. I only right. got the time to watch one, though. Well, I mean, it's good old-timey inspired animation. People, like, a lot of the animators have been, uh... Because a lot of my feeds are... Mm-hmm. I, I don't know, um... I'm a I'm an old soul, and I don't know how to work Twitter very well. Of course. Um, <laughs> so my feed is occupied by... Things that are tangentially linked to, like, things I've liked from you or other video game people. Mm-hmm. So, I got a lot of console war shit. Okay. Uh, almost, almost exclusively people like, this is Sony in 20... And, you know, and I'm mm. like, I, I, whatever. And then, but uh, the benefit is that I get a lot of, like, animators, because I've liked stuff from the Oni Plays mm-hmm. gang. And, you know, and people have been saying, like, oh, I did this, like, incidental animation for uh, Cuphead... Here are some reference sheets, and it's mm-hmm. cool. It's cool to see that from, you know, the creators themselves. It's, yeah. uh, if you're into character design and that yeah. shit. Fleischer so. Brothers and the such, yeah. No. Yeah. Um, I've been 
I finished Vox Machina, the first season, mm -hmm. which has been renewed gratefully for season two. They yes. said, um, Amazon said, yeah, we think this will pay off because it started from a Kickstarter. So they already greenlit season two and season one ends on a cliffhanger mm -hmm. um, after the action proper has finished from season one. I mean, it's thoroughly enjoyable. Very I good. get that 100% rating. I advise all to watch it. The voice acting's phenomenal. You could tell that these actors who played these characters really have a passion for it and you know the camaraderie is there it's like you're sitting with friends at the D, &D table mm -hmm. as we've said for a few weeks proper but check it out it's only 12 episodes and i wanted more and mm -hmm. now we will be getting more um speaking of more stranger things 4 finally has a release date being divided into two parts you know me i love stranger things um, yes yeah you do um, <laughs> the first part's coming out may 27th on my birthday and this season whereas last season had eight hour eight one hour episodes this season has been described as double that okay because the next season after this will be the final season which is fine this is what the duffer brothers have planned mm -hmm. supposedly five seasons and the story arc has held up i think they do um something new every season even though the third one you know it was kind of hit or miss with some people i liked it I, I think that it's just a love letter to Stephen King and the like, so any more of this show we can receive is a is a, a boon to me. I need to sit down and uh, yeah, I need do. to sit down and watch it. Yeah. I, I thoroughly enjoyed season one. Mm -hmm. I think we've had this argument before on this podcast that I thought it should have been an anthology thing, but I'm not going to I'm not going to mm -hmm. impose that yeah, I disagree. Uh, Even though uh, it's a Stephen uh, King it, Stephen King could do that, but yeah. Yeah, I'm not going to impose it if the creators have a vision. Like, I'm not going to... That's not going to be my line in the sand or some such. Because if it's, if it's been quality and yeah. people have been enjoying it, then who, who am I yeah, to... have just to... been waiting so long and these kids have been growing up, but I think they factored, factored that in. So, mm -hmm. yeah. So that's all that matters to me. I think it's going to be thoroughly enjoyable. And then uh, my last piece of news is I'm making way for a project triangle strategy and the like by mm -hmm. clearing up some of the old games i haven't finished i'm on the last case in grace great ace attorney 2 and it's great mm -hmm. i love it uh there are plenty of twists i think you would be a fan of this game because it's like japanese come to the west mm -hmm. and there's sherlock holmes herlock Sholmes, as we mentioned previously yes and they get into zany antics and it just feels very tropey and i'm like oh well these are things dan will enjoy of course but it's a lot of reading dan are you ready <laughs> I'm always up for reading. I, when it's when it's like not on the TV, perhaps. But I yeah, if I get my Sakurai two screen set up, then mm -hmm. yeah, I can do I can do whatever. Uh, right. Um, but, but perhaps uh, yeah. But uh, similarly, um, uh, based on your uh, cheesing last week, mm -hmm. um, I am almost done with Metroid Dread. Um, Good. I never dropped it, mm -hmm. but I I had been just like diddling around and. Just trying to get as many power-ups that I had missed, you know, doing all the little, uh, you know, what do you call it? It's not Flash Step, it's the uh, mm -hmm. Shine Spark puzzles. Yep. Um, flash Step. But uh, <laughs> I haven't danced to Flash Step in years. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay, it was gotta, a cold day in Atlantic City, Dan. <laughs> I got anime on the brain. I needed money, so. <laughs> um, but I, I believe I am on, I am on the precipice, like the doorway before the final boss. Good. Um, when you that's... get to that last segment, Dan. Yeah, and uh, you know, again, I never, I never, it was never out of my heart. Um, but fantastic game, mm. one of the most thoroughly challenging games that I have played in a while. Mm -hmm. uh, like I, you know, but challenging in a good way for me. I am a Weenie Hut Jr. Mm. I make I make no pretenses about this <laughs> on this podcast. It, yes, um, but you know, obviously, because I was playing this before the 
the patches and such. I was doing this on normal, and, you know, uh, I think right before the final boss, there's that gold Malkin. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had to take him on 30 times last night mm-hmm. to, to get past him, but... Uh, I was sweating, Bandit was on the edge of his seat, and I and I beat him, mm-hmm. and I'm like, alright, this is this is that sense of accomplishment that, uh... <laughs> People have told me about. Yes, yeah. uh, I, you know, I feel it rarely, but mm-hmm. I, I felt it then. Mm. Um, but fantastic game. I, I don't think that needs to be overstated. Um, but, uh, other than that, I too have been trying to clear the video game oh, queue. Oh, I see. Great uh, minds, think alike. Uh, because not only... Elden Ring... Elden Ring, Kirby, Kirby, Triangle Strategy, of yep. which I yep. I will partake in as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, you know, <laughs> I got an unexpected surprise in the form of uh, something. But oh boy, it, is it a collection you've been waiting for or something? No, oh, it's okay. Cyberpunk. Uh, oh, I, I didn't know if you wanted me to go into that. Well, no. yeah, let's speak on it. Um, <laughs> yeah, so Cyberpunk. Um, it wasn't a surprise. I just think it was because no one was paying attention. Mm-hmm. They put out a uh, 1.5 patch, <laughs> 65 plus gigabyte patch. And yeah, well, it took like four hours to download. Yeah, and I mean, there's no room on that PS5 for it for me now. But go on. Um, but it's uh, it, it's a 1.5 patch. Apparently, it's going to be the running baseline for everything that comes after this. Mm. Um, and again, uh, finally living in the cyberpunk future, you can now change your character's appearance. Wonderful. Love uh, you that. can, you can change their hairstyle, uh, their hair color, their eyes, etc. Um, which, uh, you know, should have probably been in there yeah. from the get-go. Yeah. Um, it also, like, uh, you know, I, I had been mentioning, uh, you know, and I was on the receiving end of some clowning for bringing up the smaller updates that had been made, like mm-hmm. the little interface changes or whatever. Who would ever do that, Dan? To you? Um, but <laughs> they they did a whole bunch of things, like they... They made apartments purchasable. Yeah, multiple apartments. They made the cars cheaper so that you can get mm-hmm. that aspect out of the way. I think they patched it so that if you had completed all of the jobs for a given, like... Um, fixer in the area then they would give you a bonus item mm-hmm. like a car or you know some rare loot mm-hmm. or some such um and they seemingly rebalanced all of it um yeah. when i, I, I yeah. see they did some things with the npcs that they drive in more like you know less cookie cutter patterns they do they react to things around them a little bit better yeah they they react like gta mm-hmm. npcs now like they won't just shelter in place <laughs> they'll actually respond and uh like the the cyberpunk police will kick in faster mm. um they also rescaled it uh, you know like like i i had uh v equipped with some pretty good loot mm-hmm. um some of that loot got taken away temporarily because oh. it it uh, it made me under-leveled for it. Mm-hmm. So they respect that stuff, and I believe they changed a lot of the, uh, like, enemies, such that, you know, if a, if a mission wants you to be stealthy, you have to, because the, the enemies in that given spot are now, you know, very aggro, they will kill you, they hit harder, so you can't just cheese everything you would in the the base version of cyberpunk mm-hmm. like you can't like it seems like they want you to change up how you approach these things mm-hmm. and that was cool yeah. it it uh it you know it, it's 
I don't know. It, this whole game has been such a uh, such a roller coaster. Yeah. I you know, but it, it's in. I I would say that it is in a much more workable state now. Mm-hmm. I mean, on the PS5, like they put like the little haptic feedback things mm-hmm. into the like the communications will come through the the controller speaker. It's like you're practically in Night City. Dan. It's it's like I'm in the future. Yes, mm-hmm. the far off future oh. of 2077. Can't get Twitter to work, but there's a voice coming out of Grandpa's <laughs> controller. Yeah, and it's it's a, it's a, it's, a, it's a, the power of technology is amazing. Yeah. Um. Uh, but yeah, it's I don't know. I figured we we've we've talked enough about that game on this podcast. I'm like, okay, there's yeah. something something happened. I mean, forgive yeah. my ennui, but it's locked to now the digital storage thing. Mm-hmm. On my so it's gonna take a lot for me to get it reinstalled back on the PS. <laughs> yeah, it's. Um, I think if you just if you just have the play disc and you mm-hmm. install the patch, you can just play it. Because mm-hmm. uh, I still have the original one on my di- like on my extended storage device. Storage yeah, device. Yeah. Um, and it didn't seem to occupy too. Because I don't know how much Elden Ring is going to occupy, yeah, but I guarantee it's a lot. Yeah. So, yeah. but it mostly. Uh, that wasn't really a housekeeping thing, but mm. I, you know, with Elden Ring approaching, yeah. I figured... and we did discuss Cyberpunk a lot in our previous episodes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Some of the only positive criticisms we could offer on the internet at the time. Yeah. <laughs> but we all have our regrets, don't we? We do. We do. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, I'm done. I have no tangent, Dan. I never do my homework anymore. <laughs> well, I, I have a tangent. Oh, boy. Um, well... Because uh, we've been continuing with uh, the Pokemon Topaz and Lapis thing we behind have. the scenes. Yeah, I've been whipping Dan's into shape. Yeah, no, no. designs. Because, uh... What is the point of this, Dan? What is it saying? It's well, its artistic intent. <laughs> no, but no, but that is that is exactly how it's been going. I can I can only do so much without a creative voice. Yeah. And I like playing Meryl Streep at the fashion magazines. <laughs> you, you are like, uh... Florals on the flower Pokemon, Dan? Groundbreaking. Exactly. <laughs> No, exactly. Uh, you are like Josh Safdie's uh, muse. Oh my gosh! Him, so. <laughs> Thank God someone brought it up. I could finally be free. Again, uh, yeah, so yeah, muse from James. Yeah, Josh Safdie, from James. Yeah. And you're right. Pinocchio was Paul Dano. I looked at you like you were crazy, but apparently that's the thing. Oh yeah. Yeah. And how he's playing the Riddler so much, it's addling his poor mind. Or yes. Something. Yeah. Because he's. I mean, uh, I imagine if I was playing the Riddler, <laughs> <laughs> to get into character yeah. as deep as possible. So Solve this wordle before I shoot you, Dan. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, you'd be the wordler. <laughs> uh, oh, got but, me there. But uh, but yeah, so we've been doing that. I posted our Bidoof and Bibarel mm-hmm. things. I got a lot of other art front loaded that just needs to be touched up a little bit, mm-hmm. and we're gonna keep dropping that as the days go by. Mm-hmm. Um, got a lot of maps that you've been planning, intricate maps. Oh yeah, no, yeah. I got the I got the Galar style one mm-hmm. in the works, yep. and then I'm gonna get to work on the detailed, you know, town ones and such. Uh, once we've approved of all the important landmarks, mm-hmm. um, we got I and mean, we've gotten a lot done. We've gotten uh, a lot of things planned that I think should. Uh, obviously, no one's going to play the game, but it should be <laughs> visually fun to look at. Yeah. Um, so. Uh, with that in mind, we, we got a lot of early game stuff covered, mm-hmm. uh, but we still got one little uh, gap of sorts, mm-hmm. um, and it's twofold. Uh, one, uh, we were discussing for the sake of giving every type a uh, or giving every type a kind of a prominent trainer mm-hmm. that the primary rival in the game will be a super nerd 
who is very hypercritical of you, uh, and is in a bug lover who is inspired by someone near and dear to us. Yes. Uh, with a little bit of um, uh, Weevil Underwood thro- thrown of in there. Of course, yes, love that. Um, and he will be our rival. Uh, but it, well, uh, going on from that, uh, there is still a gap in our early game decks because we need a little bug. Mm. We need the, the three-stage <laughs> bug cocoon uh, Imago mm-hmm. thing to be placed there. Now, that doesn't have to be his signature. I would assume that we'll give him a stronger bug type mm-hmm. as his signature. Um, you know, uh, kind of like what Guzma had, or even something like a downscaled Volcarona. Mm-hmm. Um, some such like that. But I think it would be applicable that uh, if we're unveiling this rival, uh, then we should probably have that early game bug. And I think... That will have covered all of the early game Mon bases that we mm-hmm. have not yet covered. All right. Um, right off the top of my head, maybe... I know we have Volbeat and... Uh, I can never say Volbeat's partner, Illumis. Mm-hmm. Um, we could do a Firefly variant of some sort. That hasn't been done, right? Always possible. All right. And I would think, like... I'm trying to think of... Since it's an early bug, it has to exist on the the prairie, right? Yeah, in theory, but again, if we look do at Do we all, have a mosquito? We do not have a mosquito. Mm. Um but uh Yeah, I mean but also in terms of how the designs have gone in the past, mm-hmm. like they've ranged from like, you know, Weedle into Beedrill, uh, yeah. like yeah. the the most recent like charge a bug into like the little bus and then mm-hmm. Vika Volt or whatever. Yeah. So if we play around with we we can play around with bug cocoon mm-hmm. flying bug in we a lot of ways. We could have a Pecos Bill style spider with a lasso of silk. Okay. Um, some sort of thing like that. They start out as like a little, a little um, like a rodeo clown, and then their second form could be like the barrel. The <laughs> I like that. <laughs> the rodeo clown hides in, and then the third form could be full blown. I don't know bull ride and spider thing. I like that. Well, I, it, you know, I things uh, come to me, Dan. Yeah, that that <laughs> is that is possible. I well, no, I think I'm going to make ones for all of these because he's mm-hmm. going to need a team of bugs. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think we, at the very least, we definitely need a, a mosquito in there too. Okay. Um, so, uh, trying to think how mosquito maybe like we were taking that thing that fuels the the water tank that fuels the the trains or some sorts or like a water tower mm-hmm. i don't know maybe those two could go together or something like that because i see like the nozzle of like the water or maybe one of those pumps like you know a water pump deep from the well or something just i'm thinking of similarities well, that, between the mosquito nose and and that yeah. would be yeah, because mosquitoes breed on stale water mm-hmm. so we could well, we could do it yeah. we could do it that could be a big brain take could um, be a drippy nose mosquito <laughs> a drippy nose mosquito would be would be mm-hmm. perfect mm-hmm. uh for a drippy nose little dweeb of a boy. <laughs> um. So, okay. So I like Pecos Bill Spider. Mm-hmm. I think that that we could we could easily do that. Mm-hmm. Um. But I I feel like I can make one of those mm-hmm. without needing it to be. Like, I could integrate the Rodeo Clown 
into something else or no i could oh i could integrate the the, like the rodeo clown bug into Mm -hmm. spider thing okay um but for the early game thing i really think it should be something you know worm larva Mm -hmm. worm larva flying Mm. well do mosquito have larva um because i'm seeing like cicadas cicada shells which i know we do already with ninjask and stuff like that See a lot of these beetles, these boxelder bugs, that just look like kind of like roaches. But they have an interesting design. They're orange and black. I'm seeing uh, the fake ladybugs, the things that look like ladybugs that aren't really ladybugs. That's also possible. There's ticks. I don't think we have. There's lantern flies. There's lantern flies. Yeah, that would be topical too. Being that they've invaded our <laughs> ecosystem. I do really like the... I feel like your idea with the little bug, mm-hmm. like clown bug into yeah. barrel, into into Pecos Bill mm-hmm. spider. I feel like the kids would like that, Dan. You know what? Okay. We'll, Why we'll... can't the spider be on the early routes? We don't need a worm. You know what? You're right. It's our game. We don't. Yeah, we can we, do what yeah. we want. Yeah. We okay. <laughs> uh, but these other bugs will not be abandoned. Mm-hmm. I think we should definitely have. Uh, you know, we can introduce a third firefly and stick them around New Orleans mm-hmm. uh, as tribute to yeah. the Evangeline. one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we can stick them with Volbeat and Illumis in that bayou that we have planned. Mm-hmm. Um, mosquito standing. What could be also early game, but like slightly further like closer to the train town mm-hmm. um but that makes perfect sense because we got we've always it's on the forefront of america that if you leave standing water out mosquitoes are going to show mm-hmm. up so that's mm-hmm. that's perfect lantern flies are also topical we can we can get make some kind of bug poison thing for them later mm-hmm. maybe maybe give them something that does like quadruple damage against grass types yep um but no, I I think uh, uh, clown bug uh, into barrel into spider it, will mean, be. I mean, it makes sense, Dan. <laughs> will be uh, optimal. So mm. yeah, yep. perfect. Only someone um, was paying me for these ideas. <laughs> um, and again, we can uh, we can think on our salty rivals signature mon later on i i would imagine that an early game bug is not going to have the stats to be his ace for the entire game Mm -hmm. but we'll see him in like an early we'll see him like before you face this the first gym leader like he's like oh i just caught a clown bug did you it could because he starts off as kind of like you know and that could speak to all his bug forms he starts out as kind of like the weak little mosquito in your ear yeah like a clown. Like yeah. You think I'm a clown? And it's like him and his bug doing the same pose next to each other. And you're like, uh... Mm. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. We could, uh, you know, and then we could give him, like, a you know progressively stronger team as it goes. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah. And it could, you know, it could end up being that if you, if you like the spider enough, it can be his signature. Yeah. Um, and then we can give him some other, like, heavy hitters that we know our, our dear friend, like, Heracross. Mm-hmm. I, think. I was going to say, like, a Hercules bug, but, like, how do we make that different from Heracross? Well, we could give Heracross an evolution. Oh, that's true. Yeah. yeah. We could give him, I mean, like I a... love his mega so much with his big nose. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's, it's hard to improve on that, Dan. Yes. I mean, we're putting megas back in. There's, oh, nothing, I mean, there's nothing stopping mm-hmm. us. 
I would um, request it. Um, but yeah, mm. uh, this is uh, this is good. This yeah. is another productive productive day. These Ooh. are plenty of ideas. I will add these to our growing list list of all the mons that mm-hmm. we have in the pipeline. And I mean, there's plenty of South American bugs we can get to. But I was just saying, since this is an early route, we need. You yeah, know, something that could be found up there, maybe. Well, well, they they certainly got to deal with like tarantulas and stuff up there. That's so true. a spider, maybe that could be the theme. Maybe it could okay. be a tarantula. Yeah, oh, like, okay. like a rodeo clown tarantula yeah. would would yeah. I think work very well. Mm-hmm. Um, and it would make it would also make sense because we if we start the the player starts out on their ranch. And if we throw some like mill tank and Tauros, like like on the overworld, like mm-hmm. your your grandparents you know, yeah. run the uh, the ranch. Mm-hmm. Uh, it would make sense that these bugs help the local ranchers, mm-hmm. like, keep the cattle in line. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, we can... Uh, we, 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 you and I go three layers deep when we do these things, mm-hmm. so there is no... No one will say that we did not put <laughs> thought not into... Thought through. Yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> we have the time on our hands to do a lot of thinking. Painstakingly, yeah. yeah. So it is, uh, you know, what what better way to, to uh, what, contribute to the world? Um, but I like it. Right. I think I think it fits perfectly. Um, he'll get art soon. Uh, I think... That the final thing that we, uh, this is not for today, but mm. think on it for perhaps okay. next week. Dwell on it, yes. Um, in the past, we have discussed that the we will be going Team Aqua and Team Magma style with two mm-hmm. contrasting villain Evil. teams. Yeah, villain yeah. in quotes. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, one of them will be classic outlaws. Led by uh, your mom, the player's character. Spoiler, but I mean, (laughs) Uh, it's obvious. (laughs) Yeah, Uh, the Kiss and Kate Barlow. Mm -hmm. She's going to specialize in some poison types, and I would assume that that would apply down to the rest of her team Mm -hmm. because we're going to have a lot of poison types. Um, And then the uh, cyberpunk Texas Rangers, who operate out of Dallas, are uh, are going to be led by. You know, one old sheriff dude, mm-hmm. and your father will be one of the lieutenants. Mm-hmm. So uh, I figured that would be a good setup for both of them. Each team has a leader, maybe three co-captains, mm-hmm. and the grunts. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, how however much each of them get to do is anyone's guess, but... Uh, mm-hmm. And then, uh, obviously, on the uh, the cyberpunk cops, your father is one of those lieutenants. They are not the leader of their side, but yes. they're uh, they're trying to Carmen San Diego. They're mm-hmm. trying to find your mom, yeah. wherever she is. Yep, yep, yep. So I think for a future tangent, we should start thinking of their names. All right. Um, and start dabbling in what we would want those lieutenants to look like. Okay. Uh, you know. All right. Uh, Some tropes. Okay. Yeah. I I would uh, you know. I think we should stick to the team blank thing, mm-hmm. um, but in context, it'll be like the outlaw one, or they got terrible publicity, the media hates them, mm-hmm. and then the cyberpunk cops kind of have like a team galactic, the public either doesn't care what they're doing or they get good publicity, mm-hmm. um, so they, they can they have like a big public base, they got like, you know, mm-hmm. they're fighting for a better future, quote-unquote. And they got propaganda and such, yeah. but uh, you know, I, we we got we got to think of pun names accordingly. And well, start poison team that. toxic. 
<laughs> or, uh, well, yeah. yeah. Well, I, I, that's one possibility. Mm-hmm. So team noxious, but uh, <laughs> but no, we'll think on that. Yeah, yeah we'll, we'll think on that. We'll think of like the best route to go with them. Mm-hmm. Um, and we already have a few pokes in the works to accompany them. We do we so. have many? Yes. Uh, so yeah. So think on that. All right. I no shall. rush. <laughs> um, but yeah. So let's get into today's episode. All right. So today we are resuming full metal alchemist brotherhood in our part three this mm-hmm. is actually we're going to finish off part one of the anime as i uh mentioned previously this anime is divided into six parts we're going to finish part one and get into part two i think when we hit part three uh coming up we blaze through it like i skip a lot of episodes and mm-hmm. you get like a, a, a 10 page uh, lexicon of what i have to read to you <laughs> of things we skipped but uh i think we're making good time with this as i said so just a brief reminder of what we watched last and where we are now the homunculi are crawling and planning something behind the scenes. Scar is still on the lam. Winry is working on Automail. Hughes has died, and Mustang and his gang are working to get to the bottom of this mystery. Ann and Al have rejoined with their teacher Izumi and are looking for their father, who knows something about the Philosopher's Stone. The homunculus Greed wants to know the secrets of immortality, and the brothers possibly might have that secret. Just that... Um, it, Al is lacking the memory mm-hmm. of uh, not reaching the gate like Ed did. Yes. Um, to see the truth and do alchemy without a, um, a transmutation circle. Mm-hmm. But uh, yes, that's where we're at now. Uh, of course, drawing board Kuhn will accompany us as the alchemy circle within the episodes when trivia presents itself. Mm-hmm. But before we dive in, or is there anything to expect? We know that Greed has had a confrontation with Izumi saying that... Azumi emerges saying, I'm a housewife, so mm-hmm. our next big fight's on the scene. What do you think's going to happen here, Dan? What do you expect going forward into part two? Because we know there's probably a tonal shift if this is the end of part one. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm expecting a flex of power from greed. Mm-hmm. Um, again, I this is uncharted territory of for course. me, so... Um, I'm expecting a power flex from him to kind of demonstrate just how dangerous these homunculi are, mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, which is which is good slash concerning that we have a a sick mentor figure who is in the fight right mm-hmm. now. Uh, my trope senses would give me a bad feeling about what's going to happen to her, mm-hmm. but I'll see. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, this is this is Remember beyond we've got the, point. the other homunculi. We've got Fuhrer King Bradley. Yes. Who's giving us sketchy vibes for a while, mm-hmm. jumping out of windows. Yeah. We just lost Hughes and the brothers don't know about that yet. Yes. So will they learn about that today? And then, of course, what of the neighboring country of Xing? Mm-hmm. <laughs> what will we learn of them? Yeah. I, so again, like we're far beyond the point where I have a, like an idea of what's going on. So this is all new to me. Mm-hmm. I'm ready to be surprised. Uh, I know. And I've... I've thoroughly looked forward to each of these episodes so far so Mm, well without further ado is that a little cat or is that a baby panda let's get into today's episode (laughs) is this a bird (laughs) have you ever seen a bird Yeah, 
Welcome back to Anime Was Not a Mistake, and Dan, we have to get our bodies back because we miss chicken parm. <laughs> <laughs> not to make light of someone losing their bodies and, you know, soul conundrums, but, you know, of course not. We got a jape when we got a jape. Uh, we resumed watching Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood. This is our third episode, and what did you think of these four, Dan? Uh, I remain entranced. Entranced? Yeah. Um... These episodes got a lot heavier than I was expecting. Mm -hmm. um, well, as you said, they would. You implied that beforehand that this was yeah, going well, to be a titles like "Death of the Undying." Uh, yeah, <laughs> and I, I, we're only only being like fourteen episodes in. Yeah. Like I, well, we're I, like a third through the series at the end of this episode. Yeah, we got twenty through. There's sixty three in total. But you know, but I must praise the stakes. Mm -hmm. escalating at the pace that they're escalating at because mm -hmm. it feels like a lot of what we see would be saved for later but mm -hmm. doing it going into it now there's a lot of intrigue that's unfolding and yeah. i i i regret that it's taken me well not not in the capacity that because uh, i i like being surprised by what we watch here mm -hmm. um but i do regret not getting into this sooner because yeah. this this i like this myth arc that's going on i like i like the intrigue mm -hmm. and, and it keeps building until the end baby there's all these like little moments where you assume that like oh they're uh, putting a a band together, all these quirky characters, they're gonna have adventures, they're gonna fight crime for the government as mm. state alchemists, and it doesn't. Nope. It's like they're they're nope. like, you know, this cast is here, but this cast is going to go through some drama, and I don't know, it's playing with my expectations in the same way that Hunter Hunter did. Mm. Like, Hunter Hunter establishes those familiar tropes, and then like, doesn't enter the scenarios that you expect, mm -hmm. so I appreciate that a great deal. Yeah. Um, I'm excited to keep I'm going. happy but, you're enjoying it. I, yeah. I think, um, I do apologize, we have to skip a few episodes, but I, <laughs> I definitely chose a few that keep the storyline going at a brisk pace, so we can finish this in, like, ten or so uh, Anime Was Not a Mistake episodes, mm -hmm. instead of, you know, watching every single one. Of course. But, um, yeah, thanks for sticking along on that ride with mm -hmm. me. Um, so shall we get into today's episodes, then? Yes. All right, so we'll begin with episode 14, Those Who Lurk Underground. Uh, we start in Central Command, and Mustang is walking down the hallways, hearing the gossip from his haters, going, that's Roy Mustang. Mm -hmm. he, I don't like him. I don't know what they're saying, but yeah, <laughs> they don't trust him. Yeah. But he, he's his ambition. And he seems content with that. He's yeah. like, good, they're, mm -hmm. people are talking. Yeah. yeah. Haters gonna hate. And then we zoom back to Greed fighting Azumi, Ed and um, Al being absconded away with mm -hmm. uh, in the sewer system, and we see that Fuhrer King Bradley is outside! <laughs> yeah. Goes, oh, this will be a quaint place to make a raid. Why is he there, Dan? How did he know? Well, yeah, he says, like, oh, this was a rather coincidental place to make a discovery. Like, mm -hmm. hmm, you know. 
So Greed's lackeys flee with Al in the sewers, but something smells off and it's not the sewage. Uh, Fewer Bradley just happens to show up at the Devil's Nest, where all this action is going down with Armstrong and an Izumi fend off Greed, who flees. Greed catches up with his gang, and Al is just trying to get out of there. Then Bradley shows up, ripped and ready to fuck some people up, and I put down, oh my god, he's hot! Yeah, that shirt is painted on. Yeah, for 60 years old? (laughs) I'm not buying it, Gia. But uh, Bradley sure is imposing. He quickly injures Greed relentlessly, cutting him, slashing him. A lot of blood. He cuts down to the bone and sinew, which I thought, I was like, ooh, this will please Dan. For a kid kid show. Every time I said that this episode. Um, But all the while, Martell is still inside Al. Um, We see Armstrong facing Roa, who transforms... Armstrong transforms Roa's hammer into an effigy of him. Yeah. (laughs) Which, you know, some brief levity, always provided by Armstrong who gets swole to his bullness. So Roa transforms using his bull homunculi DNA thing Mm -hmm. um, into a bull form to fight Armstrong. Uh, The both of them discuss the Ishvalan civil war. Uh, Dolcetto kills and distracts some soldiers, allowing him and Roa to escape into the sewers. Dog, dog man. Yes. Uh, Greed knocks off Bradley's eye patch, but Bradley gets him in a death vice anyway, and his eye reveals that Bradley is a homunculus as well. Did you know this, Dan? Yes, but I did not know the context, and going purely off of my assumptions, this was like an endgame reveal, and I I was wrong. It's only episode 14. But I I did not know the context of, uh, I did not know about his eye and such, Mm -hmm. so, yeah. Uh, Bradley has killed Greed many times before, it's been a long time since, well, they've never met each other, technically, I Mm -hmm. think. Um, That's elaborated a bit on in the uh, later half of this episode, but... um, Al protects Martell from approaching Bradley. Dolcetta and Roa arrive and let Al go, asking him to protect Martell as they charge Bradley. Bradley cuts them both in half easily mm-hmm. um, without anything as Martell begs to be let out of the armor. Greed doesn't like his possessions, not people taken from him, and tries to, like, you know, fight Bradley again. But Bradley says that's pathetic and then impales Greed, saying he'll deal with him later. He approaches Al and then Martell uses Al's body to try and put Bradley in a chokehold. Bradley stabs through Al and kills Martell inside of Al. <laughs> yeah, so Al has to watch blood explode from outside of his uh, yeah. his armor. So, yeah. And trivia from the drawing board, this is the first episode to be rated TVMA when it was broadcast on American television. I can't understand why, though. <laughs> um, this emotional damage triggers Al's memory of seeing the door and learning the cosmic secrets of alchemy as his body was ripped apart previously. Um, we also get this weird viewpoint from... Uh, Al is seeing the world through his mother's eyes, or that abomination mother that they created. Yes. Reaching out, like, Ed is reaching out to him, saying, Mom, so... What does that mean? Me no no. That'll come back. <laughs> uh, Al comes to when Ed and Armstrong arrive. They mourn over the people loss, and I do like that Ed and Armstrong are like... Well, Al's like, you're all covered in blood, and it's like, well, it's not our blood, sweetie. It's the blood we, we took from the dead body inside of you. Yeah, we pulled it out of you before you could wake up. Well, so. Thanks for that. And then Bradley enters as if nothing is wrong, wants to know about the secrets. Any secrets they shared with Green, his mood does a a quick, like, Father Christmas shift. Yeah. He goes like, and if you struck any deal with, like, Greed and them or told them anything, I'll kill you right here on the spot. Yeah. But they say, no, we didn't. Um, Al, I mean, Ed shrugs it off. 
He's like, well, you're you're a queen pair of brothers. Make well, sure that you you protect your younger brother there. Like I'm starting to get suspicious about your arm and leg and yeah. his body, but mm-hmm. you're honest boys. Yeah. And he just like he takes off so. something <laughs> off about that, Bradley. <laughs> uh, but he advises. Uh, oh my gosh, I always mix them up. Ed to take care of Al because um, they'll be important later. Bradley visits Izumi. That night, he offers extra extra protection to her as a state alchemist, and she goes like, this, "You can't be serious about this. I'm a housewife. Mm-hmm. I don't think I could be a state alchemist." And she senses something off about this man. She does. She's not yeah. intimidated by Fear King Bradley. Um, Armstrong and Ed talk with Arm. I'm sorry, Arms. Al and Ed talk with Armstrong. Uh, they mention Greed's a robberist tattoo. Armstrong senses the connection between this and the murder of Hughes. And he advises the brothers, please don't do anything rash. I think this goes way over our heads. And mm-hmm. it's like a higher up thing that will reveal itself in time. But yes. for the time being, you guys have to keep safe. Ed's memories are back. but Oh, Al's memories are back, but no new information. The unrest of the military, the homunculi, and the philosopher's stone are all connected somehow. And then they wonder, like, why did Fuhrer King Bradley happen to show up here and then kill this small like resist- resistance force? himself out of nowhere especially when they needed intel yeah like they did like he you know no one was interrogated so they can't actually benefit mm-hmm. from mm-hmm. it uh, beneath central all the homunculi meet bradley meets with lust gluttony envy and the other homunculi stating that al and azumi may be worthy sacrifices in the future greed has been imprisoned and it's been a century since they've all met up greed having gone his separate ways not really agreeing with the agenda that they set up yes yeah. Uh, because he's greedy, he wants more for himself. Yeah. He has a bigger idea. Would you love him if he was anything besides what he is? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Um, he questions who Bradley is, being the Fuhrer, and Bradley reveals himself to be Wrath, which is fitting. That's why he goes into these, I'm gonna unleash my rage moods. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but we're missing one, Dan. We're missing Pride. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Where are they at? I honestly, And they mention a big uh, yeah. one digging a tunnel, too. Yeah, sloth. Sloth. You gotta keep him busy. Yeah. Or else, you know, bad things will happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, yeah, I I don't know where well, that's going. I mean, but Something's coming up. Uh, <laughs> father created us all, and then this father figure who looks dis- suspiciously similar from the the lip down <laughs> yeah. to someone we already know chimes in on his children from his throne. He suggests that he will resolve this. Greed goes against them because it's in his nature. He doesn't want to work for father anyway, and father's like, well, I hope you like being burned in this nacho cheese dip then, because that's how you're going. Yeah. Um, then Greed, as he's being burned, is like, well, this is hot, but I'll see you all in hell, and father commands Greed to return to his own soul. Um, then he makes some philosopher stone juice, and father drinks, toasting to the other homunculi. Topside, Bradley meets with his wife and son, Salim. Uh, living a normal life on the surface, keeping up appearances, and Salim wants to be just like a state alchemist, just like Edward Elric. And this is the end of part one of the anime. Okay, yep. fitting, mm-hmm. fitting. Yeah, yeah, but he has a, a whole secret life up, upside, Dan. He does. Yeah. It, which is, raises, I'm assuming that's like, we'll get into that. Mm-hmm. Um, we might. I'm intrigued. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, episode 15, Envoy of the East. Uh, Scar is up to his old hunting alchemist things, fighting Giolo Comanche, or the, the Baron from D. Gray Man. Yeah, mixed with Sir Topham Hat. It, yeah. Literally, I was like, oh, well, this is the design Dan will stick with. Uh, it is. This is the silver alchemist. He, like, 
makes things out of silver. He makes a sword. He makes a chain. He turns into a whirling dervish. <laughs> he does. And then Scar makes quick work of him, destroying him and, you know, to a bloody pulp in the canal. That yeah. They're next to. And a kid show, everyone. Um, new opening. So uh, Ed and Al are watching Rain Over Central. Some new characters. Hmm, the boy's father sure did look like someone we met along the way, don't you think, Dan? Yeah. Uh, fighting the homunculi and a new girl is shown. A pocket watch reminder. And then Trigon vibes at the end. Mm-hmm. When they're on the, the, the train tracks. Into the distance, yeah. yeah. Um, Scar is hiding out with Yoki and a young girl who reveals herself to be Mei Chang and her mini panda. Um, she actually gets a far much earlier appearance than in the manga here. Mm-hmm. So they're laying the work for Mei's character early. Okay. Um, but she will be a frequent visitor for this series. She collapsed and Yoki brought her there. Scar has no issue with her, but she can't stay. Mei senses Scar is injured and heals him using Alkestry from the eastern country of Shing. Um, she notices Scar's dragon pulse tattoo, which was kind of the epitome of Scar's brother research, and it looks like Shing Alkistry Al- on his arm. Yeah. So it's like a healing technique instead of a destruction or, you know, incorporating things into other things. Yeah, and she knows, like, oh, your brother must have been something special. Yeah. And he's like, mm, mm-hmm. yeah. And, you know, they're advising going to Central. May is looking for immortality, too, and also looking for the full metal alchemist, Edward Ulrich, who... She thinks is much taller and sexier in her own mind. Yes. <laughs> so she's like, he'll surely help. He's a benevolent force here. So mm-hmm. I'm coming with you to Central. And her bear, Xiaomei, bites Yoki. Fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This car gives his approval. Like, yes. <laughs> I enjoy this. Uh, Hawkeye's out walking her dog, Black Hayabusa, Hayabusa, which is a very damn name. Yes, it is. <laughs> um, in Central, runs into Barry the Chopper. She isn't intimidated by him at all. Makes quick work of him, saying that... He reminds her of Alphonse, and then, you know, he's interrogated by Roy and the gang at the docks. Um, Roy and his troops are piecing together this mystery in hopes of solving Hugh's murder. Uh, He realizes that souls have been used to create Philosopher's Stones, and are you, like, are you the one who killed Hughes? And Barry's like, if I didn't cut him up, I didn't kill him, so... Mustang is like, all right, we'll use you for information, and you're basically on our side now. Mm -hmm. So he does accept this, this being without, like little incentive he just wants like the info and the backing which was interesting it's like all right mustang seems a little friendlier than we might picture him to be uh in rush valley where as i mentioned before winry's working as an automail mechanic al stops in ed's arm is busted again winry is pissed and making slow progress she's missing some parts so she can only manage a patch job this time when she's going out getting parts, the brothers have some time to kill, so they go around the, the town of Automail mm-hmm. uh, looking for new things. Al finds a man passed out who gives off major character vibes, especially since he's shown prominently in the opening. Yes. So this will be someone to look out for. The man came here from Zheng, and on his way crossing the desert, uh, he visited the ruins of Xerxes, uh, researching alchemy along the way, which is the medical version of alchemy. Uh, different countries, different uses. Here in this country, it's very militaristic for alchemy. It's used for war. Yes. Um, so, you know, different strokes for different folks. Then we learn that the big country of Drachma to the north <laughs> has really high tensions. I yeah, mean, the- it's all the nations that surround this nation of uh, Amestria 
but especially drachma because it's a certain equivalent to some other yeah, nation. another big snowy tundra that uh yeah yeah so yeah but i'm glad that we're getting that world building yeah. i like i enjoy that stuff yeah. so uh we learned that it was mostly a peaceful nation almestria at least until bradley started the command then mm-hmm. it turned into a war nation uh, maybe this branch of alchemy could help us we are alchemists and then this man reveals himself to be ling yao um he's not an alchemist but he's looking for something known as the Philosopher's Stone for some reason. He has a feeling that the boys might be able to help him. Mm-hmm. Uh, two assassins appear working with Ling. He wants immortality. And, you know, the boys get their butts kicked at first by the fighters. Uh, as they're fighting throughout the city of Rush Valley, Panina, who we skipped before, this was like a friend they made, who mm. was a pickpocket turned, you know, supporter of them, um, notices the skirmish elsewhere and they fight across the city. Um, they're trying to question, what are you after? They're not really revealing anything. Panina joins Al fleeing, and the guy who's chasing Al says, like, there's no chi coming from this armor. Yeah. So that's odd about here. Everyone in this nation seems to exhibit some force of it, but this armor does not. Um, Ed is pissing off his fighter by insulting Ling, eventually making it uh, that he takes off this mask and reveals that he's fighting a woman. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I do like the fluid animation in this fight segment where he like slides down the pole, makes a, a, a staff out of metal. Yeah, it feels like one fighting. of the fights from the opening. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, this woman throws a kunai bomb to uh, Ed's arm and Panina uses her cannon leg to distract the fighter as Al subdues him. Ed uses the same instruction uh, to subdue his fighter partner too by like discarding his arm in rubble. And then this woman's like, oh no, I overdid it. Uh, Master Ling is going to be upset with me. But the arm is attached to like a snare. Yeah. And he reveals like, well, I've been hunting rabbits since my youth. So you were no different there. Yeah. Well, yeah. And the big thing was that uh, Al also did that without a transmutation circle. So yes, he yes. imprisons the uh, his ninja that yes. way. Uh uh, when he does that, uh, Ling enters and pieces out with his posse due to a, dis- a distraction because the townsfolk are like, you destroyed our town. Is someone going to rebuild this? And Ling's like, I don't speak the language that well. Bye, y'all. Yeah. And dips out. And then uh, Ed can't rebuild it, but Al says, I got it. And we realize that he can transmute without a circle. Yeah. And then we get the thing where like uh, Ed's inferiority complex is like mm-hmm. he used to have alchemy skill mm-hmm. plus looks older brother yeah, yeah. older brother dignity yeah. and then it's, it gets outweighed by right. him yeah. being taller and also alchemist. I'll say it, Al, Al best brother i mean that should be the full metal alchemist because he is full metal yeah yeah but, all right um uh so then they go back to the automail shop where ling is there he introduces his assassins as Lanfan and Fu, who serve his family in Xing. He also reveals to be the son of the Emperor of Xing, one of the many sons, being having 24 sons in total. And the Xing dynasty works like um, all the women, like the eldest daughters, go to the the Emperor. Yeah, from all 50 clans yeah. who live within Xing, it, it, like all have to send a daughter to yeah. become a bride of the king of the emperor and, and then, then the emperor chooses like the best to curry favor yeah. and become the new king and the emperor is pulling a queen and you know yeah. dying yeah <laughs> i hate to say it but oh she yeah got that's COVID, right y'all i saw that on yeah, twitter charles did another thing wrong this was uh this was just after her uncocooning so yeah. I don't, uh... hoping she makes it to that jubilee baby but we'll oh. see her butterfly faces. Yeah. 
who can save her from this? But uh, Shing says, since the Emperor's dying, I came here in search of immortality to curry favor with the Emperor. Mm-hmm. So that way, if we go back with that, we're destined to be the rulers of that nation. Mm-hmm. And he's supporting, like, his entire clan. So he has, like, 50,000 people or something. Like, a high number. Well, yeah, like, he has to... Those people's lives are presumably on the line if he mm-hmm. fails, so... Yeah. Uh, Winry shows up and snaps, seeing the arm destruction, and the Ling squad keeps an eye on the Elrics, uh, advising that everyone's going to go back to Central. Winry wants to go too, because she wants to like see Lieutenant Hughes again, who mm-hmm. unfortunately these guys don't know about. Yes. And we skip over that trauma, so if Dan didn't get to see that emotional thing where it's like, oh. <laughs> okay, yeah. uh, Okay. so that it does happen. Okay. Yes, yeah. it does. Uh, Scar, Yoki, and May are also heading towards Central, um, we learned that Ishvalan names are sacred, and Scar has renounced his. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we get a new ending with the character standing in the Microsoft Office field screensaver, <laughs> waiting as the wind blows. Yes. Uh, what we missed, number one. So we skipped over three or four episodes here. I did it with purpose and reason. So here's what we missed, Dan. Uh, the Elrics, Winry, Fu, and Lanfan arrive in Central. Ling senses something odd about the country, saying that it has an evil presence and energy about it. Mm-hmm. Oh, so interesting. Uh, Mustang's men, Havoc and Fallman, have buried the chopper hidden away. Havoc has a new girlfriend. Uh, the Elrics wonder if Hughes has more info, all still unaware that he's been killed. And there's multiple times where characters pass the phone booth that he's been murdered in without knowing that he was murdered in that phone booth. Oh, okay. Huh. So there's a lot of things like going on there. Captain Fokker ask uh, Sheska, you know, the, the library aficionado Sheska mm-hmm. from the last episodes we skipped about Mustang looking into the Hughes case. Um, a double of Fokker. This turns out to be Envy up to his old tricks, learning about what Mustang's doing behind the scenes. Okay. Uh, Armstrong still talking to Mustang and Code. Mustang tells the boys Hughes retired, protecting their feelings. However, when the boys meet up with Sergeant Ross, she accidentally gives them conflicting info on Hughes and the truth comes out in an almost disastrous thing. It's like the worst way it could be delivered. It's like Mustang lied to us and we got this news just standing in a hallway from Ross. Okay, yeah. Um, so it's it's really emotional. Um, uh, Ed feels responsible for this. Winry gets the news broken to her by Gracia Hughes. Hughes knew too much, but didn't have any regrets. And then Gracia advises them all that you all have to keep moving forward. We're all grieving in different ways, but Hughes wouldn't want you to linger on his death. Uh, Winry wants to make an apple pie for Hughes. It's very shad, Dan. <laughs> uh, Envy, Lust, and Gluttony are plotting, keeping an eye on Mustang in particular. He, too, is a new sacrifice, or at least a candidate for sacrifice in their minds for some reason. Uh, Ross is accused of Hughes's murder, so... Uh, like that news is dropped at the end of that first episode and it's like because she fired a bullet at the fifth laboratory they connect all that and it's all bureaucracy so she's like sentenced to death okay yeah okay you know she was the one that saved them like yeah at the, the yeah. Fifth. ross and brash uh <laughs> beautiful and brash uh lost is, lust is havoc's new girlfriend posing as solaris the drama dad <laughs> <laughs> She's like, oh, and it's like, the, it's a very Jonathan, it's like, oh, Jean, and the hat lowers, and it's like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's Jonathan the whole time. Uh, Ross interrogated, same bullet from her gun, used at the fifth laboratory. There's no proof left, though, because the fifth laboratory exploded. She was seen leaving the scene, but that's impossible, because, like, she was elsewhere during the time. Armstrong deduces that there's something else going on, as it's all to frame Ross in the end. Winry worries about more people dying and the Elric brothers. 
everybody hears about Ross. Uh, the boys think it could actually be Ross for a second, which is kind of against their characters because they met Ross and she was like working for them, mm -hmm. which doesn't really go in. But they're like, could it have been? Uh, Ling is put in prison because he's a foreigner. It's like he like racks up a debt and he's thrown in jail for yeah, like a quick okay. episode. Uh, Barry breaks Ling out, taking interest in the fact that he is from Jing. And then while he's there in that same prison, he breaks Ross out as well, which was his real mission sent by Mustang. Um, Mustang apparently murders Ross as Barry and Ling run off. And of course the boys show up on the scene just as Mustang is like charring a corpse. Mm -hmm. And they're like, why, why did you do that? <laughs> um, and we're like left in suspense for like a whole episode. Um, she resisted and he's very cold to the boys. Ed and Al are pissed. Uh, there's little dental work points to it actually being Ross's corpse. Uh, and then there's a cryptic message sent to Armstrong. So like, we're very like, what is going on for an episode? Mm -hmm. We're left like, how could this happen? Lust is still very weary about Mustang. Uh, sowing animosity is not enough. Hawkeye requests to leave and everyone is pissed at Mustang. Like, it, it frames him as this killer. Like, even his own men are, like, playing up the act. Like, he killed Ross. Yeah. Um, Ling summons Fu and Lanfan to Fallman and Barry. Mustang gets a personal call playing an asshat, taking some leave with Hawkeye was this a ploy so he like gets a call and apparently like he's acting like a big warm womanizer on the phone like oh hi baby like why are you calling me on this personal line but it's all like uh in code talking to hawkeye elsewhere mm -hmm. so pulling the strings uh armstrong takes ed to risenbull al is to stay in central with winry and these are direct orders from mustang what is he planning moving all the important peeps out of the way and creating another version of Barry the Chopper. So we see, like, the homunculi are creating a new version of Barry the Chopper. Okay. Like, with his actual body. Um, Ed and Armstrong arrive in Risen Bull. Armstrong is not exactly sure why they are there, just orders. They meet Lieutenant Breda. Uh, Ling barges in and explains to Alan Winry this whole thing. Ed and the others trek into the desert with their guide Lanfan to the ruins of Xerxes. The legend that Xerxes was destroyed, the destroyed city uh, that happened in one night and one sole survivor brought alchemy to Amestria uh, after. So this one survivor from Xerxes apparently is the root for all alchemy in this country. Okay, so... Um... So they, they're going out to the ruins of Xerxes. They don't know why. Led by uh, Lanfan. Okay, and this happens before resemble like they get back to before ed before it's happening concurrently yeah before oh. before ed comes back okay so we resumed in the episode where he comes back or at least okay. in the episodes but uh al and ed are separate during this only yeah. ed went to these ruins it's just important to know that this one man survived xerxes and apparently brought alchemy here um but doo -doo. um so while they're there uh they arrive at the ruins, and they see that Maria Ross is in the ruins. It has all been a trick from Mustang. She's not really dead. Mustang was informed by Barry of Ross's innocence and made a fake body just as the brothers were arriving and um, Ross was escaping out back. Uh, Ling made a deal with Barry the Chopper, part of the bargain to hide Ross in the east. This deal being, since Barry's immortal, maybe he has a few secrets about him that mm -hmm. he could share with Ling. Um, wants the secret to immortality. Uh, didn't want Ed to blow it, so they told him last and then schlepped him out here because they thought he couldn't act and handle the situation. <laughs> um, plan to reel in who is really behind this, and this was all like a... Uh, the intent was to draw out all the homunculi mm -hmm. and at least try and capture one. Ross is to seek asylum in Jing, uh, Xing and deliver a, delivers a message of thanks to Mustang before she goes. I don't remember if we see Ross again. I think she might show up and like... 
the finale-ish episodes. Mm-hmm. So it might be important to remember her for now. But I know she's off the off the game or the panel for the time being. Uh, the body of Barry the Chopper, the actual body of Barry the Chopper, attacks Barry the Chopper. Fallman and Havoc aid Barry, and Hawkeye provides cover. They deduce that a soul of an animal is in Barry's old body, mm-hmm. and they give chase to it. Uh, Ed finds an etch- etching of transmutation circles in Xerxes, and then he's surrounded by Ishvalan, who attempt to take him hostage until the military gives back their holy land. An elder by the name of Sean advises everyone to stop. Not all Amestrians are bad. Uh, in fact, uh, these Amestrians were saved by two... Uh, sorry, these Ishvalans were saved by two Amestrians, the Rockbells, Winry's parents, okay. who were... Um, you know medics during the war and they didn't care where you were from they just wanted to save as many people as they could um they were killed in cold blood by an Ishvalan. they saved hmm very interesting to remember that uh who had a similar tattoo to scar hmm could it be <laughs> and deliver our thanks and apology to the rock bells when you get a chance they ask and they send ed on his merry way uh, finally, the episodes end with a cornered Barry's new slash old body. Gluttony creeps up on Hawkeye, who recovers from her uh, point blank shots. Okay. So we missed a lot, and I'm going to skip a lot in the future episodes, but mm-hmm. it's good to know. Of what course. Uh, episode 19, Death of the Undying, with a title like that. <laughs> it's got to be good. <laughs> yeah. uh, Mustang runs out, hearing Hawkeye fire at Gluttony. Ling still updating Al and Winry on Mustang's plans. Al heads out to help. Gluttony is in the process of strangling Hawkeye before her dog Black Hayate and Fury running with more guns. Mustang shows up and sends Gluttony flying in a charred, cor- charred corpse style of fashion like I made it just on time. Uh, Hawkeye chastises Mustang because their whole thing was to keep him out of it and the government's eye. Mm-hmm. Um, so this could ruin the plan. Uh, body- Barry's body is on the move. Hawkeye thanks Mustang, and we get more shipping moments between the two. Slowly but surely, building the greatest <laughs> ship of all time, the unsinkable ship. Uh, Al arrives and scoops a ride. Uh, all in pursuit. Uh, Gluttony is revealed to be a homunculus, and while uh, Hawkeye and Mustang this, think this is impossible, it's not impossible. Yeah. They're just like, this happens. And Hawkeye's already seen him take bullets, bullets and regenerate, so... Yeah. Uh, Gluttony is still alive. They run into the third laboratory and they realize that this probably goes higher up than they thought with ties to the military. Barry rushes in, clearing out the workers and letting Mustang's gang come in unencumbered. Um, In the basement, the group splits up. Mustang and Havoc, Al and Hawkeye. Mustang and Havoc are found by Lust. She too is a homunculus. We get this whole thing like, oh, of course you would fall for a woman of her type. Mm-hmm. And it's like they're very sexualized of lust, yeah. which I mean, her name is Lust. Yes, but, yeah. Um, Mustang shoots Lust. She won't go down easy. Uh, she rips open her own chest, revealing a philosopher's stone as her heart, and says, "Like even though I am a homunculus, I too am part human mm-hmm. as well." So I like have feelings and emotions and stuff. Uh, she slashes at a pipe, slashes at a pipe, covering Mustang in water. Dimitrescu vibes. Before Dimitrescu, so the original. (laughs) Um, And then while they're like running out of the room, um, Mustang says, well, we can transmute the water into hydrogen gas. They throw Havoc's lighter for a massive explosion. Mm -hmm. Uh, Mustang is sure that he cremated Lust, or so he thinks, before Havoc is impaled. Uh, Mustang rips out Lust's Philosopher's Stone, trying to use it to revive Havoc, but Lust reforms again around the stone. Suddenly, Fuhrer Bradley outside calmly enters the third re- laboratory alone, so whenever he shows up, things are gonna go bad to end. Yeah. 
Yeah, he's there to end it. Yeah. So, um, Lust stabs Mustang and then leaves them both to die together, like very Jonathan energy. Yeah, uh, yeah, a, a villain moment. Yeah. Like I'll leave you. I'll, I'm not going to watch. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> too bad you were a good candidate for sacrifice. And then she tears his ignition glove and says, "You could watch Jean die for all I care." She dips out. Alan Hawkeye find Barry in his old body. Um, Barry comments that his body is like disintegrating before his eyes. It's deteriorating. It's not lasting long. Yeah. So it's kind of a sad, sad sack thing. Um, and they find this massive door similar to what Al and Ed saw in the void before. Um, they don't know why that's there. Uh, Al worries about his body degrading, making it impossible to be re- reunited with his body. And then Lust arrives, lamenting that she will have to kill Al and a second candidate, along with Mr. Gallivant over there. Mm-hmm. So uh, Hawkeye hears this, and she's pissed, but Lust easily murders Barry the Chopper, R.I.P. fan favorite character to Dan, Barry the Chopper. <laughs> uh, just as he, she closes in, Hawkeye freezes, thinking Mustang is dead. She fires all her round in a very graphic scene. Um, and she cries while doing so. Mm-hmm. So, revealing her emotion for Mr. Mustang. Al intervenes, uh, sick of seeing people die, and thus reacts to his ability to transmute without a circle. Hawkeye tells Al to leave and save himself, but Al doesn't want to see any more people die and guards um, Hawkeye. Um, just as he does that, Mustang is like, good words. And we see Mustang has survived. He's... Uh, you know, uh, carterized his own wounds. And, yeah, and, and carved, carved a, a, a transmutation. Yeah, into a, a trans- his yeah. And did you notice he has a little lizard for a salamander, the fire spirit, in his hand? I did not. In his hand. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's as simple. Um, but then he shows up, and then for a kid show, he graphically burns <laughs> and flambes lust. <laughs> Yeah, like highly pressurized heat, like against because uh, Al puts up a steel slab in between yeah. to defend him and, yeah. and uh, Hawkeye. Very, very graphic. Uh, this episode two received a TVMA rating when it aired on Adult Swim in the United States. Uh, before she can end Mustang, Lust disintegrates her stone. Uh, well, her stone's out of energy, so she starts to disintegrate. I do like that they restore her to like her full form, and she like gets a few parting words, like whatever, like yeah. this is it, like there's always a man there like this was destined to be anyway yeah and she's like i i I look forward to seeing like you know a stern-faced man like you when you witness what's about to happen Mm -hmm. so it's like that's gonna change so we got tease of something and even though we saw greed go uh this is unfortunately my favorite homunculi is the first one to go Mm -hmm. (laughs) officially lust is down for the count (laughs) we won't be seeing lust again okay Mm, Hmm. sad uh mustang thanks alphonse uh, Bradley listens off screen and then leaves mysteriously. He sheaths his sword like, what's he planning, Dan? He could have killed them all here. Yeah. Um, Winry waits for Al, who arrives. Uh, the pair start crying and then they get some humor as like Al's arm falls off and says it doesn't go back in. Like mm-hmm. Winry's like, that's not supposed to happen. But you could see Winry cares for both of the brothers equally. Uh, Barry is still alive thanks to his rune, but his body rubs out the seal, murdering them both, or at least like wanting to be reunited with his soul again. Yeah, or just wanting to die yeah. like that. Yeah, it's yeah. a heavy little moment. Yep. And then to end this episode, this action-packed episode, Ed is back in Risenbowl and sees Sad Dad at their mother's grave. <laughs> one Hohenheim. <laughs> so sad. Why is Hohenheim so sad? Yes. Yeah. I don't. I got to find out. Yeah, coming up. But I want you to theorize about why is he so sad? <laughs> why does he I, bear a certain resemblance to another <laughs> character we've seen? I I don't I legitimately don't know. Mm. I'm going to assume that he has made mistakes of his own mm-hmm. that he 
needs to correct mm-hmm. or feels guilt for, but I don't, I don't, I can't say. All right. And our last episode of Today's Enemy Was Not a Mistake, episode 20, Father Before the Grave. Hohenheim greets his son and his wife's Trisha's grave, uh, tit, Trisha's grave, sorry, uh, informed by Pinaco about the boy's attempt at human transmutation. And then he's like, well, why did you burn down my home? Did you do it to hide any reminder of, like, the crimes you committed? It's like a little child wetting the bed and hiding the sheets. Yeah, and I like that scene because it's like, oh, no, we did it as, like, a symbolic, like, we're not going to look back. It's like, no, you did it to cover up, like, you didn't want to look at, like, you didn't want any visual reminder Mm -hmm. left, so... Ed storms off, and that night at Pinaco's, Hohenheim visits Ed and tries to be fatherly, but decides against it. Like, I get this scene. Like, I mean, there's a lot to reveal about Hohenheim yet. I want to know how you feel. Is he good or is he bad dad? I'm what do you so, feel? I'm so used to bad dads in these shows, uh, <laughs> but I, it has been implied to me, uh, not only by other people we've spoken to, but by you, that Hohenheim is not that, he's, technically. He's not that bad. He's um, not bad dad. So I, I have to But assume... then again, I watch uh, Made in Abyss, and I don't think that guy's a bad dad. <laughs> <laughs> oh! And he does a lot of war crimes, too. Um, I don't know. We'll get I, there eventually. I, we'll be super depressed. <laughs> Yeah, we're gonna need. We'll contrast Maiden. I'll find something peppy to yeah, contrast Maiden Abyss with uh, when we when we get to that point because we should eventually. Yeah, but we'll do high high puffy Amiyumi or something. <laughs> yeah, but I, I with Hohenheim, I don't with his resemblance to father and everything. I feel like it's gonna come down to like a chicken or the egg thing. Mm-hmm. Like one of them was first, and mm-hmm. one of them bears responsibility for what happened, and it's like they. Mm-hmm. What I don't if they're know. They're the same person. Uh, what if this is all an act? Because he does give a mysterious message at the end of this episode. He does, yeah. And I, but there's also the thing like where the the mom was like, "Don't, don't die." Like I, I can't keep my promise. Mm-hmm. Like I'm going to die before you. And maybe it's... he's doing it out of rage. Yeah. Or, uh, yeah. Despite all this rage, he's still just a Hohenheim in a cage. Or love? I don't. I don't. Yeah. I don't know. Uh... <laughs> I've been across oceans of time for you. Yeah, <laughs> very so. bad vibes. Um, but uh, he's talking to Pinaco at night, and Pinaco asks, "Like, why not come back sooner? Why don't you call?" And she comments, "Like, and we see a picture that I don't know if you saw of like a younger Pinaco and Hohenheim looking exactly the same." Uh, I did not notice well, that. You gotta keep your peepers peeled, Dan. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, was the life form the boys made actually Trisha? Well, we get this whole scene where he's talking, and then this dog is, like, growling at Hohenheim, but then goes out into the hallway. But then Hohenheim senses that the dog is probably, like, talking to Ed, mm-hmm. or, like, n- nurturing Ed or whatever. And then he asks the question, like, Pinaco, are you sure that was my wife that you all buried? Mm-hmm. So he wants Ed to hear this. Definitely. No, I, yeah, I figured that. Yeah. Uh... Meanwhile, back in Central, Alphonse updates Ling about his seal, not immortality. His body will eventually reject his soul during, due to the um, information they gathered from Barry the Chopper situation. And then he's got to get his body back. But Ling suggests, like, does that really have to happen? Because you don't have to eat, you don't have to sleep, and you can just transfer your soul to another object again. Winry gets pissed at this because she recalls... The first time Al was in this body and, like, he couldn't sleep. He can't feel anything. Yeah. So, like, what kind of life is that? So, I don't think that's a fate anyone would want. Um, Ed dreams of the thing in the void. Uh, he recalls Zhao Tucker, Nina, and the non-Trisha character going, like, why did you do this to me? 
Hohenheim, uh, before he leaves the next day, takes a photo of his family um, and gives a warning to Pinaco saying that something terrible is going to happen in this country. You should leave now. You've had my warning. Mm -hmm. Being like my drinking buddy. And then as he's on his way now, Pinaco's like, I can't go. There are people that care about me here. So I'm going to stay no matter what. I've it survived was sweet. A lot. It's like, yeah. I need to be a ground. Well, no, their friendship's people. great yeah. and it yeah. does get expanded. I don't know. In a, it might be in an episode we skip that it gets expanded, but it does get expanded. Okay. Um, and he comments mysteriously like, this is the last time I will see you. So what does that mean? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that day, Ed and Pinaco attempt to dig up the non-Trisha body. Uh, the body does not match up to Trisha. Ed falls and laughs and then cries. Uh, they see, like, the femur is too big, the pelvis is male, so... Like, Hair is the wrong color. The, the body parts don't match up. Um, and then uh, Ed realizes that it was always impossible to bring back the dead uh, to life, but now there's hope Al can be returned to normal. Izumi then gets a call from Ed, who asks, like, the very, you know taboo question of like when you transmutated your own baby are you sure it was the baby yeah so like a rough question for izumi she initially seems to be like unable to yeah. and she hangs, hangs up, up immediately yeah. but um ed says i had to do that anyway uh before ed goes back to central he stops with pinako at the rock bell's grave and pinako reveals that she had a message for hohenheim from trisha um trisha's promise that she couldn't keep of her dying before he did. Mm -hmm. So that another mystery reveals itself. And he's, she says to Ed, like, even though he doesn't show it, he clearly cares about you boys. So if you see him before I do, please pass it on to him. Yes. Um, uh, Ed heads back to central. And once he, when he's there, he tells Al about the homunculus fight. He like worries that Al, well, no, Al tells him about the homunculus fight, and then he repairs Al's armor, mm -hmm. saying, like, a lot went down when I was gone. Um, and then he says, uh, "We, I dug up what was supposedly our mother's corpse, and Al's upset by this. He's like, how could you? But Ed's like, I, I had to, because that's not actually our mother. Yeah. So it gives us more hope that since your soul is in that armor, your body probably still exists somewhere where I can get it. Yeah, like with the equivalent exchange stuff, mm -hmm. like it's like they couldn't they they couldn't produce nothing out of yeah. some like or something out of nothing. Mm -hmm. So it's like they just made seemingly when they try to do this, they just make a random corpse instead of yeah. a like a a person. Yeah. So so there's another conversation with Winry and Al about like how when they were younger, both of the brothers proposed to Winry and Winry turned them both down because <laughs> because she's taller than them and she doesn't like men who are shorter than her. Yeah. Um, and Ed is like, well, since you remember that and you and memory, Winry have the same memory, then that must really be you in that armor. So that kind of puts uh, Al's existential crisis to rest for a while. Yeah. Okay. For the, the rest of the series. Um, but eventually we could still pull your body out of that portal if my theory proves to be true. Azumi calls the hotel and reveals that the baby was not hers or Sid's. Uh, death is permanent, and she thanks the boys. Ed and Al resolved that they haven't killed anyone or taken anyone's soul. And Al has a whole monologue where he's like, I need my body back. I'm lonely. I miss being alive. We need to get back to normal. And they go up the stairs as Winry is like hanging around the corner. And then she questions, were their shoulders always so broad? Yeah. Because <laughs> they're carrying the, a lot of weight, Dan. Yeah. Yeah, they're Giles Corian over there. More weight. That's a Crucible reference, Dad. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, okay. Um, 
No, but I I I loved these episodes. Like this these these were uh I don't know. Especially the last one here was uh well, I think I the last one and the one before the last one were like the extreme violence. Yeah, they're making you where the fights can go in this series and making me crave more. Mm-hmm. Making me making me. Well, it's gonna be a more. few weeks. We gotta suffer through Sinister Six or so before. Uh, that's so true. That be is a couple true. weeks before we resume Full Metal, but maybe a Sinister Six will tie you over next time I host. Face our own truths. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I enjoy these. Like I said, I think. The next two episodes are the ones where things start slapping. Mm-hmm. So you're going to be like, whoa! Wowee! Yeah. This is anime! Yeah. Um, but I had to do what I needed to do. Of course. <laughs> yeah. 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 I'm, I'm excited. I like. I got, I got tons of questions that I want the answers to. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I just... I. It really keeps you going. Mm-hmm. So well, I'm glad you're enjoying the ride, but shall we end today's episode of Anime Was Not a Mistake? I would say so. All right. Where can our audience find you on social media? Uh, you can follow me on Instagram at King underscore Danis on our uh, Anime Was Not a Mistake podcast Instagram account and the Facebook page of the same name. Mm, you can follow me, Jonathan Wojkowski, at Losing My Mind JK on Instagram and the TikTok. You can follow my Twitter at Drink and Read JK along with my two other podcasts being nightcaps of the theater and drink and read where we're currently recapping dune (laughs) it's still going on duncan idaho dead i don't think (laughs) i haven't read the other books but i've read enough internet posts to know (laughs) duncan idaho might just survive this one yeah yeah but i'm glad you're enjoying it yes Uh, it is a sci-fi tale for the uh the ages the ages yeah well um dan what lays in store for next week? Well, uh, this this week we uh, we've dealt a lot with blood, uh, and we got more blood coming mm. um, because sangue, as the Italians call it. Uh, just <laughs> as um, Full Metal Alchemist ramps up in its own way, uh, Demon Slayer, the mm-hmm. part of season one that we are going to be entering into, also ramps things up because the big bad himself oh. will be making an early appearance. Um, to kind of show Tanjiro just what he is up against, what, uh, you know, the stakes are, uh, maybe give him a path of hope, but in this show, you know, for every, uh, light (laughs) that's handed to the characters, there's a few more steps back that kind Mm. of remind them that there is a long road ahead. Um, so we're going to be watching another four episodes of Demon Slayer Kimetsu no Yaiba, mm. uh, where we will be introduced to the, uh, to the Michael Jackson looking fellow from the opening, <laughs> uh, none other than, uh, Muzan Kitsu- uh, Kibutsuji, uh, but don't speak his name. <laughs> Here at Anime Was Not a Mistake, we have one mission. Whether you be a magical girl, a giant fighting robot, a raccoon, or just a fan of podcast in general, we hope to one day arrive at a definitive answer to the following question. Is anime a mistake? While we obviously don't think so, there's no harm in expanding our weave horizons now, is there? As of late, our humble little show is devoted to the analysis and discussion of movies, series, and episodes that show off that powerful art that is animation. However, none of this would be possible without listeners like you. If you like what you hear on Podbean, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and more, then why not support us on Instagram at Anime Was Not a Mistake Podcast, or on Facebook at Anime Was Not a Mistake Pod. 
We promise to go happies on the sake with you. Join us, won't you? This time and the next. And with that, Dan and I leave you with a to-be-continued as the chill anime beats play. Sayonara. Lost.